Hello, I'm Sam Clement, and welcome to this special episode of The Love of Cinema, a picture house podcast proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On today's episode, I had a chat with legendary makeup effects artist Howard Berger and veteran film critic Marshall Julius about their brand new book, Masters of Makeup Effects, A Century of Practical Magic. This book is an incredible behind-the-scenes look at the makeup effects industry, creature makeup, uh, you know, wound makeup, <laughs> things that you don't even think are makeup that need makeup, you know, characters in, in fantasy and sci-fi and action movies and, and all this sort of stuff, you know, everything and everything. And the nice thing about this book is it's a look behind the scenes with the technicians and the makeup effects artists who actually achieve the, you know, wonderful work. Think of the creatures you might see in a Guillermo del Toro film or you know X-Men or you know a superhero thing or, or, or something like that but also actually with the people who work with the makeup effects artists directors who direct these films actors who wear the makeup it's a it's a really nice 360 degree view of the process uh, Howard is an absolute legend I've worked on so many movies pretty much every Quentin Tarantino film a lot of Robert Rodriguez films, and he won a BAFTA for working on The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. A really, really beautiful piece of work there. And yeah, it's uh, it's really something. So, the book is out. You can buy that if you like. I would recommend it. It's lovely. But Howard and Marshall are coming to Picture House in Fulham Road, and, uh, and they're going to be screening one of Howard's very first films, From Dusk Till Dawn, and a really important film for his career, First collaboration with Tarantino, you know, a really buzzy cult movie with George Clooney, directed by Robert Rodriguez, and, and he's got so many great stories. So Howard is going to be there to talk about the movie. Marshall will be there to talk to Howard to talk about the movie. Uh, and uh, and then we get to watch From Dusk Till Dawn, and then they will hang around afterwards to sell and sign copies of their book so you can meet and greet and have a nice chat. So that's the event. Uh, and right now, I'd love to cut to my chat with Howard and Marshall, and uh, and yeah, it's just a it was just a good time. Had a really nice time with these guys, and hope you enjoyed the pod. And I do recommend picking up the book. Christmas is coming. Could make a very nice gift. Two of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called the punch. Okay, ramblers. Let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. From dusk till dawn. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Picture House podcast. We've got something a little bit different today. We're not well, I guess we are talking movies, but we're talking books. Yes, we're a cinema podcast, but we've got a special event coming to the Fulham Road Picture House on the 15th of November with a good friend of Picture House Cinema's Marshall Julius, an award-winning special effects genius, Howard Berger. Marshall, Howard, hello. Hello. Hello, this is Marshall, non-genius Marshall Julius. Right. And this is Howard, so, and I guess I have a lot of awards, so there you go. That's always nice. I can see them behind <laughs> you. This, uh, yes. Yeah, so... if, yes, if we were on camera, you'd see all the cool stuff. <laughs> That's in my office, so here in, here in L.A. I did get an English prize um, for most improved 
when I was about 14. So I don't know if that counts as an Oscar, but it, I'm quite proud of it. I think you should wear that one. You should wear that one with pride. And it's good to know you're most improved. <laughs> I was. I didn't improve anything after that. But <laughs> to that point, I was like hopeless. Then I was just about okay. And I've remained just about okay. Least least improved. Currently stable. Marshall Jr. Yes. Lovely stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, least how developed are... since then, but most improved at that point. Howard and Marshall, you've written a book called Masters of Makeup Effects, A Century of Practical Magic, which is available now in all good bookstores. And you'll be bringing this to our very own Fulham Road Picture House next week at the time of recording, but on the 15th of November. I'd love to know sort of where did this where did this project come from? Where did how did this book start? Well, Marshall and I met each other years and years and years ago. I was I was in London doing a promo tour for Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is a film that I worked on and, and won the Oscar for. And part of the idea I had was, hey, know what, let me, let's bring in some journalists and they can interview me, but I'll make them up as characters from the film. So Marshall was one of those journalists and I made him up as a fawn, you know, like Mr. Tumnus. And we just kind of hit it off and started talking and then just became friends from there. And through all the, you know, past 16, 17 years, we've known each other. And that was the only time we ever saw, met each other in person. And then outside of that, it's always been communicating via phone or, you know, Zoom now. And so Marshall's had been always inquiring, like, hey, we should write a book together. But I always found myself very, very busy with, you know, just other stuff. And plus, I just didn't know what we were going to do. So when the pandemic hit, it became a great opportunity for both of us to work together. And so Marshall called and said, you have no excuse to say you're too busy and everybody else is not working. So now's the perfect time to write a book. And I said, okay, Marshall, you're absolutely right. Let's write this book. And we've kind of ping-ponged ideas of back and forth. And it all kind of stemmed from a move or from a book I loved when I was a kid called Making a Monster. And I was like, I wanted, I always wanted to see a sequel to that or a volume two. And and Marshall and I kind of came up with a format and and uh, had this great idea and like this is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen before and it, and it really is so right Marshall yeah absolutely you know when um, we, we did a, a whole bunch of signings and events in LA um, last month and uh, and people would take a, the opportunity to meet Howard and our other contributors and they would ask for advice and stuff and they would come to me and they would ask for advice perhaps forgetting that I wasn't actually in the you know makeup effects business that i'm just like a fan and a, and a, and a hanger on and and uh and uh, they would ask me like what advice do you have to give me and i would say stalking <laughs> stalking uh -huh. it's like it's like you know if, if if i can teach you anything it's you know people say you know never give up never surrender you know tim allen great words um but it, it's absolutely true. And, you know, it doesn't always work. I mean, you can never give up and never surrender. You can stalk and you can end up, you know, in prison for that sometimes. But in this case, in this specific case, chasing Howard for like 12 years, every six months, like clockwork. So how should we get started? So how should we get started? You know, it was like, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the time, but this was the time. And I'm not saying I started the pandemic, but, you know, it was like uh, when it happened, I thought, God, if only I'd started the pandemic 10 years ago, you know, we could have done this. We could be up to Masters of Makeup Effects Volume 12 by now. But uh, but it is what it is. I'm very happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, it definitely all happened the way it was supposed to happen. Yeah, so I, definitely. I think if we did it earlier, it would have been more difficult. The fact that 
you know, Marshall and I made a list of, of all the people we wanted to talk to. And granted, we didn't get to talk to everybody on the list. It was a huge list. And we ended up interviewing 67 people, you know, that are makeup artists, makeup effects artists, directors, actors, visual effects supervisors, uh, film editors. So we really kind of cast a wide net purposefully because we didn't want it to just be about makeup effects people, but it's all about how the world of makeup effects and film and TV you know, are, are utilized and in, 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 uh, how it's reflected in other people's aspects of their discipline, of their, their crafts and jobs. So I thought that was interesting. And it's just fun. It's kind of, um, you know, it's all first, it's all first person, you know, it's people telling us these stories and us obviously working up on working great questions up that were tailored to everybody. But yeah, I mean, we're really, really lucked out, you know, having people like John Landis and, and, you know, uh, Kazu, um, uh, Harrow, who was nominated, who won two Oscars, you know, for for films that he did for makeup effects, and, and Fred Raskin, who cuts all of uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy films and, and Quentin Tarantino's movies. So it, it's really, it was really cool to hear everything. And plus, it was just nice to connect with people during the pandemic. That was really a lot of fun. And and I've known a lot of these people for forty years, and learning new things about them really made it a great experience for myself and I think also for Marshall. Marshall Marshall's now extremely proficient in being a makeup effects artist. So if he wanted <laughs> to just go on set, even if he couldn't do it, he would just be able to talk his way through it because he knows as much as I do at this point. Oh yeah, literally I could not actually do anything with my hands, but if it was just through the magic of, of bullshit and talk, I could absolutely do it because it's like, I know the lingo. I know what they're talking about. I know they just mainly talk about edges and things <laughs> like that. And, you know, putting down the edges and it's like, that's very important. You've got to hide the edges and how everything fits together. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've, I've sort of become adopted by the makeup effects uh, yeah. industry. So you have. Um, yeah, I'm so sort yeah. of like their, uh, yeah, I, I'm like the guy who dresses up at football games and dances around. <laughs> the, the mascot. I know. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, it was amazing yeah. when we were doing when we were doing all these interviews. It was like basically it was total fly on the wall stuff for me because, you know, as a journalist, it's not easy to arrange interviews with people and there's schedules and um, there's you know layers of marketing and and PR people and and managers and people to get through before you do it. Whereas Howard's like, oh, I'll just email Rick Baker and it's like, oh yeah, Rick just got back and yeah, we're doing it tomorrow. And it's like a completely different world. And 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 not only that, it was the the chats were so friendly and sort of intimate and um, open that um, it was like I just felt kind of honestly sort of privileged to be sitting in on it and um, and the chance to talk to them in a, in a very unguarded way about their lives and their careers and we didn't like stitch anyone up it, you know we gave everybody the opportunity to read through the quotes that we chose and we wrote up um, for the book so it's not like ha ha, ha you, you said this thing while we were talking and you thought it was off the record you know everybody had a chance to to look at what they'd done and honestly that just added layers of sort of accuracy and uh, you know because a lot of people came in and said you know changed a few things or but really i would never have been able to get those sort of interviews if it, if it was just me it was sort of amazing and everybody was so bored during lockdown <laughs> oh my god we spoke to people who were like you know oh yeah well i've had to go here and now i'm stuck in a hotel for a week and they didn't want to get off the calls with us it was like they had stories and they were so pleased to talk that it was it's sort of the opposite of like most other interviews I've done where they basically just can't get um, can't wait to get away from me, honestly. <laughs>
be a nice a nice feeling <laughs> it was a nice feeling but it was all down to howard i was just a fantastic <laughs> hanger on but i did enjoy it and when we were writing it up i just wanted to capture the the fun of um and and and, and the openness and and uh, of, of all those interviews and wanted people to feel like they were sitting in the room with those with all the people that we spoke to and that they got the sort of god's honest truth of everything that they were saying and i i feel like from what people have said and i feel like we we've captured that and you know it's very satisfying to actually achieve what you set out to do i think the book offers like a 360 sort of look at makeup effects because you like say you're not just talking to effects artists you're talking to actors directors and everyone else in between people who sort of come into contact in different ways in the world of you know sort of makeup effects but how did you decide i guess like the structure and then who who was right to sort of bring those areas to life uh, in this book well, I think what we did is we we structured a bunch of questions for everybody, you know, specific questions. But we knew Marshall and I had already talked about what we wanted the chapters to be. And unlike the book that inspired me, Make the Monster, that is a very much like each chapter is a makeup artist, almost like a you know a bit of a, a biography. But I don't want to do that. I wanted our I wanted all these guys to be represented through the entire book. So you know, like there's the first chapter is like you know about their early days, about how they got started. So we geared questions towards that and there was everyone has you know a story about that and and then you know other questions about war stories or about advice or about this and that just spread across the 15 chapters i think when we first started we had like 25 chapters and i'm like this is way too many and marshall's like yeah we're gonna pare it down let's think about exactly what we want to do and 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 as you know you know since being an interviewer that you know one answer will spawn multiple questions new questions so that came up a lot too we'd be like oh wow what about this what about you know things that we didn't think about and it just was we just structured the conversations to be very very casual so when we started to put the book together marshall was able to go in and really start to fine-tune all the quotes and where things were going to go and at that point i was able to reach out to everybody and get photographs because that's the other thing too the photos in this book are I think pretty amazing. A lot of never before seen book, uh, photos. We didn't want to do the old thing. Like, you know, you look at the books that they're put out like a hundred years of horror and it's all the photos you've seen since you were a little kid. It's just mm. like, ugh, so boring. So we didn't want to use any of the publicity photos from the studios, but we wanted to reach out and get personal photos, photos that were taken behind the scenes. Cause I always love behind the scenes stuff. And, and we just kind of, again, tailored like, Hey, can you see about, any photos from this show or how about a couple photos behind the scenes of, you know, a Guillermo del Toro show or, you know, American werewolf, you know? So we got a lot of that. We collected 4,000 photos and we ended up using about a thousand photos. <laughs> so, wow. And we could have used more, but, you know, as we were editing with our, with uh, Wellback and, and our editor, uh, Ross Hamilton uh, and, and designer uh, Russell, Russell Knowles, we, uh, you know, we, they just kept, like we should make it, you know, let's really pick, cherry pick the stuff that's really primo because we could have put in 5 billion photos, you know, and uh, it just would have become too much. So, you know, I think it, it's, it's, it's like when, you know, you go to a restaurant and there's like five pages of food and it's like, all I need is one page. That's mm. all. I mean, that's a real, it's way too much <laughs> to order from. So it was, it was becoming overwhelming and they were correct, Russell and Ross and, you know, but that just opens up, you know, the next, uh, the next volume or so. So, you know, where we've got just so much stuff, so so many photos and, and words, and there'll be new words too as well. <laughs> I think it's good to, it all goes into making it, doesn't it? Like you, it's good for you guys to see all these photos and to have more words and everything, you know, and then, then sort of whittle it down so you know what you're, 
you know what you actually need to put in the book yeah. i think that's that's one of my favorite yeah, parts about the creative process yeah it was it was a really great education you know and i mean every morning because obviously there's eight hours between marshall and myself i'm on the east coast and in, in, in the united states and marshall's in, in london and so i would get up at 4 a.m and we'd hop on zoom and he and i would go through all the pages the publisher or the editor would send and we'd reconfigure it's like okay now let's cut and paste this and we discuss and so, I mean, really, Marshall and I, our hands and fingers are deep into this book. It's not like we just wrote a bunch of stuff and said, here you go. That I wish it was that easy. But Marshall and I <laughs> labored every single day, every single morning to go through, you know, pages and pages and send them back to the, uh, the editor so that they could then make the modifications that we wanted. Because, I mean, ultimately, who knows better than us regarding this world and this stuff, you know, I think that. That, that Ross and, and Russell got a great education in monsters and movies, and uh, they were wonderful. But um, it's we really knew how things had to go together, you know. But we really reached deep and, and got some amazing things that we never knew about and great photos that I didn't think we'd, we'd get. But, um, yeah, it was wonderful. And not one person said no, which was also super cool. We reached out, and everyone's like, yep, absolutely, that sounds great. I'd love to do the book. So it was great. We had a lot of great support. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before. So that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. That shows trust in you guys and what you're doing, but also actually maybe there is a need for, you know, the book's beautiful and like, you know, and 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 there's so much as a movie fan, it's full of so many tidbits, behind the scenes stuff, like exciting stories. I think like people aren't being asked necessarily to tell these stories and you guys oh. gave them that opportunity. Something that I got from Howard is that um, for him, it's no fun unless it, it's got to be fun. That's the most important thing that he actually enjoys it. And 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 um, those guys sitting around, it's sort of like cheers. It's like unless they can actually sit around and and, and share stories and ha and have fun, they just you know like don't want to do it. It's like why would you work so hard to get into an industry and then and then it be sort of a miserable slog? Um, like most of us, <laughs> you know, they actually enjoy what they do. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we, we just, they had so many wonderful stories. And uh, you know, for years, every time I spoke to Howard, he would tell me different onset stories and stories about people that he knew and stories that he'd heard. And it was like, this is what we need to. This is it. This is the book. This is what we need to capture, and just leave all the boring crap out and just and just basically just go from story to story to story. And that's what it was. It's like we we basically. Anything that seemed um, overtly educational or, or dry, it would be like, no, get rid of that, get rid of that. It's like, and you you kind of build up this amazing picture of actually what it's like to work in the industry, and you know the highlights, the lowlights, you know, kind of, um, but also you know their their advice, and you know we just, I always thought that it's like if you go out for dinner with somebody and uh, you have a few drinks, they start to, you know, the, the, the stories start to flow along with the wine. And you probably at the end of the night, you'll, you'll remember two or three stories. And those are the ones that will stick with you. And those were the ones that will repeat um, down the years. Anything that felt like that 
we kept for the book. Anything that felt like, yeah, then it's like we can't. We were super harsh. And we spoke to people for like two hours plus and, um, you know, easily cut like an hour and a half of every conversation out. So we, you know, there's a lot of kind of cool stuff that we didn't include but because we wanted to include the absolute cream in, in the book. And that's what it is. It's like, uh, you know, if a story wasn't like, wow, or fascinating or funny or interesting or dramatic, it was like, well, it doesn't, you know, sorry. Sorry, but you don't get in our book. <laughs> I think that's a good, that feels like a healthy place to be. And we interviewed so many people that we could, we could be super harsh. I mean, some people say, why didn't you interview this person or that person um, on top? It's like, well, you know, there's only a finite number of words that we had. And honestly, I delivered, you know, we delivered like 10,000 words more than we were supposed to anyway. And we got it and we got it put in. Um, but, uh, you know, for every other person that we interviewed, that would have been 50 words less from everybody else. And, you know, we just, uh, so, and also, masters of makeup effects volume two you know, excuse <laughs> me you know so it, it doesn't feel like a first part it doesn't feel like we went light on anything but there are so many amazing stories from so many other people and so many people now who are interested who who've seen the book and and want to be part of the second one so um yeah you know, i'm interested to i'm excited to you know get into that process again to be honest it shows how much hard work you know goes into bringing these things to life and to making these films and shows and and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I think that's a good sign. I mean, I'm curious, what's your interview style like? Did you do both all of the interviews together? Yeah, we did. Do you have yeah. like a, a good cop, bad cop? What's the dynamic? No, no, not at all. Because it was it was just conversation. It was almost like you know what Marshall said. We just said, hey, listen, we're gonna just let's pretend we're having a meal together and we're you know crack a couple bottles and let's just sit here and talk. And we previewed all the um all the questions to every single person you know it's like here this is what we're planning on talking about and they're like yeah you know there wasn't anybody who said no i don't want to talk about this we did have people call us later and go hey maybe we should not use this and this because of something i said and we're like don't we wouldn't use it anyhow because it wasn't a, a you know kind of like a, a dirt sling sort of thing mm -hmm. and we don't want that's not what it's about it's about lifting people up and about you know championing what we do and, and celebrating not you know hey let's tell shit stories about people that's not what it was about although we do tell some pretty shit stories about mickey Rourke, but that's funny because he's told them first yeah yeah because I, <laughs> I heard that, those same stories from mickey Rourke, so it all <laughs> fine so you know just to coincide like hey mick i heard oh yeah man that's all true so and then we just had kenny diaz retell it um yeah we got I, thank god for kenny diaz every yeah. every word out of his mouth was just a pearl of drama and tension and 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 fighting it was fantastic i just kenny diaz it's like that everything that he said it was like wow that could be like half the book that guy has fought with everyone and when i say fought, i don't mean argued i mean literally like you know hands around the neck blood dripping fighting he doesn't he doesn't mess around so no, I but i mean that, that's that's what's you know that it's been fun we've done a lot of signings we, you know marshall came out to the states for a week or so and we jam-packed it we you know taught we signed at the academy and museum of motion picture which was amazing um dark delicacies uh you know a couple makeup school cinema makeup school and and mud makeup school makeup designery and it was just really, really fun. But now I get to come over to your neck of the woods, cross over to the pond. To jolly old England, London to town. To London, to London town. And, uh, and yeah, we get to, you know, go to the picture house in Fulham and, and uh, you know, talk about the book and, and do a, a screening of one of my favorite films. And that's the thing too, like at K&B, which is co-owned by Greg Nicotero, 
uh, for the last 35 years. We've done so many movies, over 800 films, and and I have like five movies I really, really love, and Dusk Till Dawn is one of them. So we thought, hey, it'd be really fun to, you know, talk about the book, talk about the movie, and also, you know, I'm, I'm bringing a selection of behind-the-scenes photos that put on the screen that no one has ever seen before, I don't think, and talk about the movie and, and give like little, 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 you know, little chestnuts of... Uh, of fun things, you know, some Easter eggs that people, when they're watching the film, will go, "Oh, wow, look at that! Look at that!" And we'll screen the movie. I haven't seen the movie screen since it came out, so uh, I'm excited to see it on the big screen. It's been a long, long time. Well, that's I mean, we're so excited to to host you guys and actually to have you there to you know sell books, sign books, and meet the fans afterwards. When yeah, we yeah. were putting this together, I mean, the book covers so many movies. How how did you guys settle on From Dust Till Dawn? Why why are we screening that at Fulham Road? I think for me, I, I was thinking about all the films that really I really loved working on, uh, and 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 don't be confused. Sometimes I'll have the best time working on it, but then I'll watch it and go, "Oof, this is just didn't happen," or I'll have a terrible time working on it, and then I see the movie and I'm like, "Wow, that turned out really really great." Uh, but Dust Till Dawn was a great experience. It was it was really a big labor of love because <clears throat> that was a film that Bob Kurtzman, who was originally part of K and B, he was the K in K and B. He had written an outline for that movie he wanted to do and um, couldn't get it going and then hired Quentin Tarantino before Quentin was Quentin uh, to write it. So it was actually the very first script Quentin was paid to write by by Bob and by K&B. And uh, it's just something that is, you know, we 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 kind of nurtured through all its all its life and then finally got it made and and turned out fantastic with the, you know, with having Robert Rodriguez, you know, in the director's chair which we had never worked with Robert before that film, but then we've done everything with Robert since, which is, we feel very lucky about. And obviously we do everything with Quentin as well. But yeah, it's just a film that I love. I think it's super fun. You know, again, at, at, at the screening, I'll, I have so much to say about the, how this film came about and how it almost didn't come about and what Hollywood thought of it before Quentin was famous. And uh, it's, it's just, it shows that how ironic the industry is because you know, one day they're like, this is terrible. It's nonlinear. Who's going to ever want to see? Is it a vampire movie or is it a gangster movie? And then Quentin makes Reservoir Dogs. And it's like, it's the greatest script ever written. We want it. And it's just like typical Hollywood nonsense. So, <laughs> Howard, save it. Save it. For I am. I am. I'm not even for saying Q&A. Don't, don't but, save these pearls. Oh, hush. Oh, hush. <laughs> this is save just it to for give, the paying audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just to give everybody a little teeny taste. A little taste. Certainly be going very in depth about stuff and, and teach and uh, explaining things people have never known or heard about Dustal Vaughn. So hopefully everybody will come out, see us, see the movie, stay and get uh, a, buy a book and, and get their book signed by Marshall and myself and, uh, and, you know, take photos or whatever. And, and it's just cool. It's a really great film. It started a lot of good careers. Yeah. There's, there's so much about this movie that people don't know and it's all insane. It was an, an insane experience to work on. Sure. I mean, yeah, I think this it's one of those films that, you know, is beloved by people, but I don't think many people, you know, sort of contemporary audiences have really seen at the cinema. It doesn't get played at rep houses very often or brought back. So I think it's such a good opportunity to see this on the big screen, especially if you've never seen it at the cinema before. With a crowd, this film mm. will be a hoot. Be yeah, such a blast. Be I agree with you. It'll be great. And I'm looking forward to there being a few people who have never seen it before that don't know that what happens halfway through because um, 
that will be really entertaining if there is anybody, although perhaps after the Q&A, unless they don't listen to it, they might not, you know. I'm not sure if there'll be a, the, the surprise facts. There may be some spoilers in the Q&A before the film. So that's okay. We that's can do it. It's for, you know, I guess like context, isn't it? And I like, hopefully they'll appreciate the film even more right. by hearing you guys speak. But um, maybe we can that's do That's why we thought hands. we would do the Q&A before rather than after. It's like uh, better to, uh, to you know, you'll be super primed for it. I mean, it'd be the most fun way of um, of watching that film. Howard's told me so many stories about the making of the film um, over the years. And we, you know, we couldn't put it all in the book because then it would have ultimately been the making of uh, From Dust Till Dawn and our masters of makeup effects. But it'd be fun. I, I tell you, it's like the chance to come and hear Howard tell his stories. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't pass it up. <laughs> I'll be sitting in the audience if yeah, I could cool. somehow do that. You've bought loads of tickets, Marshall. You're your number one customer at the moment, I think. I bought like <laughs> at least a hundred tickets. I just because I, I like yeah. a, I like rose to myself, basically. Yes. Oh, oh that'd be great. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting you in, in the flesh, Howard, and, and to seeing you again, Marshall. I think because of the pandemic, we've not really seen each other very often either. So um be great to have you both at the picture house. No, no, no. I, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited to be, you know there and to talk about the book and talk about the film and that all the events that we did in LA were so much fun and we were showing pictures of them on our socials and everyone was like uh, when are you coming to London what are you doing in London <laughs> it's like well you know this is what we're doing in London and you know come see on come, here, <laughs> come see us it's like you know enjoy the book get it signed see the movie you know, what's the what's the reaction been like to any of your contributors that you've uh, you know picked up the book who've seen it in the flesh? Have you uh, have you met your uh, your fellow yeah, interviewees? <laughs> well, what's been nice is a lot of the a lot of the signings we've had here. Uh, the contrib a lot of contributors have come to it. So like our very first one at Dark Delicacy, we had twenty five people signing books. So wow! Everybody was, it was yeah, amazing. It was amazing. Everybody was signing each other's copy of the book too. It was like yearbook time, and it was the first time that I'd met them outside of uh, doing the interview. So it was the best day ever, really. Yeah, we really loaded the um, the the signings. You know, I really asked a lot of the guys that had already done us a big favor by being interviewed and then searching photos to then come and show up and. So yeah, I mean it's 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 cool. It, it was just really every event has been filled with, you know, people and they love it. I I really haven't heard any. I heard one little baby complain about something, which we changed for the the because there's the book's already in a second printing. So Marshall and I were able to go and revisit uh, oh, wow. a couple things that we wanted to change, and and that's great. But outside of that, everybody really loves it. I, actually, we had a number of people tell us they felt like this was the bible of makeup effects that this truly was something that will last forever and now a lot of schools are picking it up which is great not just makeup schools but film schools you know it's in the hands of usc which obviously is a big book a big school uh, film program and we're waiting to hear what they want to do and hopefully we'll get to talk there but anyhow it, it's it's a great book it's not just a niche book you know and and uh it's about movies. It's about film history, and it's about makeup effects, which of course we love. But really, it's it's. I look at it as a film history book, and it's and it's a love letter to what we do in the film industry, and, and uh, it's exactly what I dreamed it would be. Everybody seems to really dig it, so that's that's important. It's not boring. It's there's a lot to do. It's very. It's not boring. I promise you, when you read it, you will learn nothing about doing makeup effects. It's it's all about the experience. You will know exactly what it feels like to work in that industry. 
but you will learn nothing. And uh, that is the important thing. You know, there are plenty of books that are sort of how to's and we massively wanted to yeah. avoid that. You know, we really didn't want to do that. There's not, there, there is a recipe for to make a really good, satisfying um, blood. But apart from that, it's, it's, it's not excessively technical. It's all about the art and the joy and the enthusiasm and the fun of it. And uh, we wanted to capture that. And uh, everybody was very generous with their pictures and their stories. And they're continuing to be generous. And who knows, if there's anybody in the audience at the Picture House that worked on the book, we will insist that they come and do the signing too. Absolutely. But, you know, not that we've really had to twist any arms. Everybody's been <laughs> so incredibly generous with doing everything. That's very cool. You know, it's crazy, That's actually. Very cool. Oh, nice. Well, um, it's going to be a blast. So we'll put a link to the tickets for the event in the show notes. We'll tweet about that. We'll put a link to the book. If you're listening to this after the event, sorry to have missed you. The book's still available, though. And uh, and yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'm going to see you guys next week. I'm That'll excited. Thanks so much for taking the time to Thank talk to us so today. Much. And uh, best of luck with the book. Thank you, Sam. It's such a pleasure. Thanks for having us on.